It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bengals hit the road. They head to Pittsburgh on Sunday. Let's get the latest on the Steelers in our weekly crossover. It's Locked On Bengals and Locked On Steelers. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's James Rapine of Locked On Bengals, and it's Crossover Thursday time. We're breaking things down. Steelers, Bengals, 425 at Acrisure Stadium here in Pittsburgh. The rematch from the week one game. We're going to get into all the matchups and all the talk in just a minute here. We thank you for making the Locked On Podcast Network your first listen every day, whether you're a Steelers or a Bengals fan. And today's episode is brought to you by, Pot- by Prize Picks. Prize Picks which is fun and easy to play. It's daily fantasy made easy. Just pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you win up to 10 times your money on any entry, and it literally takes them less than 60 seconds to play. It's just that easy. We love prize picks, and we know that you will too. First-time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On at prizepicks.com uh, or the prize picks app. James, how you doing, my man? Doing well. I'm excited. I'm excited to go to Pittsburgh. I'm excited uh, to try a couple restaurants, Chris, that you you recommended last year that were really good. So I'm not hitting them up again. Maybe get some some new recs. But no, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm refreshed after the buy, and and here we go. AFC North football. What, what's better than that? Exactly. We're right back in action here, and I do got some recommendations. You could ask uh, you guys, Ross. I just took him to a few places uh, over the over the weekend uh, from Locked On Saints, so that was a good time. But let's get into the top stories here. I want you to lead with the, with what's going on in Cincinnati right now. I think both teams have you know dealt with some injury stuff th- th- this year, and that's kind of you know hindered their chances to kind of just jump out the gate. No doubt. I mean, injuries are, are part of it. You know, no Jamar Chase this week. DJ Reader is going to come back after being out since week three with an MCL injury. Mike Hilton missed a game after undergoing finger surgery, but he's going to play on Sunday as well against his former team. So plenty of storylines. But the top one here in Cincinnati, to me, is pretty simple. One, you're five and four, and you're the defending AFC champions. And if you're going to really make a true playoff run, looking at this eight-game stretch, you have to beat the Steelers. Two, how many playoff teams start 0-4 in the division? Unless you're in the NFC South, I think it's pretty impossible. So the fact that the Bengals are 0-3 in the division, they've lost to the Steelers, Ravens, and Browns, well, they play each of those teams again, and they need to find a way to get revenge and get to 1-1 against Pittsburgh. And it's obviously much tougher uh, this time around because you have to go to Pittsburgh, but that's the reality they face given where they're at and given how the first nine weeks have gone for them, you know, five and four, Oh, and three in the division. I didn't have them there, but that's where they are. So going to Pittsburgh, getting a win to me, and you can say it's a must win as much as you, it's, it's a must win. I agree. Falling to Oh, and four in the division. I just, 
I'm sure someone could do the research and say, oh, well, this team has done it or this team has done it. <laughs> the Bengals aren't going to do it if they fall to 0-4 in the division. So Sunday is, is crucial for their success, uh, On uh, you know, not just this week, but as a season, as the season is concerned, getting to 6-4 and four and finally getting a win in the AFC North. And especially when you look at the Ravens and you know, this AFC, like, you know, it, it's packed right now. The, the, the Bengals are at five and four. Um, you know, the, the Bengals, the Ravens are a game ahead. They're two and oh, they've already beaten the Bengals once. You know, if you fall to oh and four, I mean, you're then basically hoping that the that the Raven that you win your game against the Ravens and that the Ravens lose all of the rest of their division games and that you catch them, uh, you know, you know, it, with which and you have a chance to go to be two games down if uh, you lose and they win their next game. So that, I, I think you're exactly right. And then as it stands right now, if the playoffs were to start today, uh, crazy enough, the Bengals wouldn't be in it with a five and four record because there's so many six and three teams. You got the Titans, the Ravens, the Jets, the Bills, the Patriots at five and four. I guess somehow they have a tiebreaker. That's weird. But, um, you know, but and then you still got the Chargers at five and four and the Bengals at five and four uh, there to round out the, the, the last two teams that are, have winning records in the AFC. So I'm right with you. That's a big, a big importance for the Steelers right now. It's the potential return of Minka Fitzpatrick because uh, Mike Tom, Minka Fitzpatrick. For those who missed what happened, everything looked fine and ready to go for uh, for the Steelers against the Saints. They were getting back T.J. Watt. There was excitement in the air, and then all of a sudden, Minka Fitzpatrick left the practice field like right at the end of practice, and everyone was like, oh, "Okay, just probably nothing." And then a uh, a mess, a tweet goes out from Adam Schefter. Yes, yeah, he has appendicitis. He's not playing tomorrow. And everyone, I mean, literally everyone was like, "What?" Like Demonte KZ, who also came off of injury reserve this past week, uh, was like, "Yeah, I, we practiced all week with him, and then like the day of the game, like or the day of the, the last day of practice, we left the practice field. Everything was fun." He said he got home got a call from his cousin said make is not playing he was like make is not playing what what you mean i was just with him and like it was that sudden to the Steelers. so with appendicitis and the concerns there the steel there was a lot of concerns that he might be out for like three weeks but mike tomlin comes in on tuesday in his press conference says hey he's trending very positive said he was already in the steelers facility very early that morning lifting weights running running around and if that is true it's very possible that Mike Thomas pulling people's leg because Minkovich Patrick did not practice on Wednesday officially. Um, but if if that is true, it would be the first time that we've seen the Steelers defense as close to its it's been designed since the start of the year. All through training camp, we saw lots of three safety packages with KZ, Terrell Edmonds, and Minka Fitzpatrick and all three of them. And then KZ gets hurt in the preseason, and it's like, well, scrap all of those packages that he put together. Then TJ Watt gets hurt in the opener. Like, well, got to find a way to create pressure without the defensive player of the year. And the Steelers' defense, which was supposed to be the side of the football that controlled games for the Steelers, allowed the offense to kind of figure itself out and in the process not cost teams games. That fell to the wayside. That led to their three and six start this this year with a, with the defense giving up a lot more points than than, t- than people expected but now Sunday is the chance for the Steelers to get back Minka Fitzpatrick while TJ Watts back and healthy while DeMonte KZ's healthy and you got you, you got uh Larry Ogunjobi, Cam Hayward, Alex Highsmith who leads the team right now with eight sacks and a, a defense that has been getting sharper over over the weeks even when they've been missing as many as three cornerbacks and Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt them finding ways to come together. Uh, I think it's just this group would be is it would be is ecstatic to finally show like hey this is what we're like when we can be at full strength. Yeah, Joe Burrow joked uh, about Minka on Wednesday, and he said, hey, you know, any advice coming off of the appendectomy, which obviously Burrow went through, he was like, oh, 
take another week. <laughs> take another week. That would be my advice to Minka, which, uh, no you know, reason. In, t- in typical Burrow fashion, that's, you know, obviously got a laugh from everyone. And, uh, you know, I thought it was worth sharing there. Look, this defense obviously played well against Burrow. And in, you know, four interceptions, five turnovers week one. And I, I think that's one of the many matchups we should dive into, Chris, because, man, these AFC North games, they're a grind always. Yes. The second time around, after you've seen the, the teams play each other and you have film now, it's going to be that much more interesting. So we'll get into key matchups that are going to decide this game coming up next. And we will. But first, we got to talk to you guys about our sponsor because today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're just celebrating a milestone moment, you can find jewelry as unique as her with modern convenience of online shopping at Blue Nile. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond size, diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, each ring being one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry at BlueNile.com and Locked On listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings so be sure to use that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging and won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace by going to BlueNile.com today. We also have a special word from our friends at Tommy John. James, tell them what Tommy John's got to tell these guys. Well, if you're getting stuck in Black Friday crowds, you're super uncomfortable. But shopping Tommy John's Black Friday sale from your couch, that's super duper comfortable. That's right, Chris. I said super, <laughs> super duper because when you give your loved ones Tommy John, they're that much more comfortable so they can do everything better. You shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale right now. You don't have to wait for Black Friday. You shop it right now with brand new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. Over 18 million pairs are sold. That's about half what of what Joe Burrow is going to make, but that's still a heck of a lot of underwear sold. So check them out right now. Tommy John's Black Friday sale going on right now and get 30% off, 30% off site-wide at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. I know where I'm going right after this show, Chris. tommyjohn.com slash locked on where you'll get 30% off everything. tommyjohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. And hey, when we do back-to-back ad reads, we get to keep it rolling. No need for more YouTube ads or audio ads. We just keep it going here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Crossover Thursday, Steelers, Bengals, Chris, James, we're breaking it down here. All right, matchup time, baby. This is going to be interesting because Mm -hmm. now we have the guys that the Sean McCoy says is the same people. He says that Joe Burrow is Kenny Pickett. Well, Kenny Pickett has not looked like Joe Burrow in his first in his first several <laughs> starts. Uh, he has several interceptions, but I will say, as a person who covered Kenny Pickett in college, this was along the lines of I was expecting some struggles. I was just expecting more of a defense, more of the defense being able to kind of hold up their end of the deal on his first few starts. But like we said, injuries and concerns I think have put more on Kenny Pickett to succeed. But now you have a situation where these two guys finally get to go head to head. Of course, it was Mitch Trubisky in the first outing, um, and. It's been interesting to see Kenny Pickett take on the week-to-week challenges. He still hasn't like looked sharp in any of the games, but last week was the first time that I saw him not try to do too much in the wrong moments, which is a step in the right direction. But one thing that's that, that I see getting after Kenny Pickett every week is defenses know, hey, we're going to just keep flopping our safety. We're just going to make sure that our, our pre-snap reads, our pre-snap look is not going to be what you get once we snap the ball. The Saints 
all game long were swipping from one high to two high to, to, to three deep to quarters to they're just moving all over the place to kind of slow him down. And I know with the Bengals safeties that they, that they got back there, Jesse Bates, Vaughn Bell, those guys know how to work together very well. I think that their looks and how they try to, how they try to disguise the back end of the defense and the underneath looks of the defense. That's going to be a huge matchup for the Steelers in this game, as far as just getting the offense going. And, you know, as I can imagine, you know, whether or not make Fitzpatrick plays, that's going to be a big part of Joe Burrow's matchup as well. No doubt. I mean, you, you mentioned it. LaShawn McCoy might be right. I mean, at least when Maybe. you look at Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Pickett's debut with three picks, Joe Burrow's <laughs> season opener, four picks. So it was pretty close together. No, I, I, I say that jokingly, of course. Look, is, is Kenny Pickett Burrow? I'm not sure. Here's what I do know is Burrow's played much better and, you know, since that game and really since the first couple of weeks of the season, this Bengals offense has found a way to get going. Now, has there been some bumps in the road? No doubt. Monday night against the Browns was as ugly as week one was. And, you know, they didn't counter punch and find a way to recover. And it was just uh, a beatdown. But most of the time this year, and even when they, they were really struggling to find their way on offense, they, they were able to counter punch and, and stay in games. And. I do think that they found something here and that this offensive line has played better in recent weeks. And to me, that's the storyline. When you, you talk about Burrow, I think Burrow's going to play well. It's does TJ Watt and Cam Hayward, specifically TJ Watt, though, because the edge rusher, I mean, he was just a nightmare week one. Mm-hmm. Can these tackles hold up? Can this pass protection hold up? Can this offensive line open up holes for Joe Mixon like they did against Carolina a few weeks back? It, that's the part of it where you, you find ways, whether it's running the ball or just blocking well and containing T.J. Watt to not let him wreck the game. Because if that happens and Watt isn't wrecking the game, I'm confident Burrow's going to find the open man. And I'm, fu- I'm confident he's going to make enough plays to keep this offense going. And so that's that's really what it comes down to. The the week one stuff, that was an outlier. And if Minka plays, that's great. Obviously, he's, he's a great player, and that's going to help the Steelers' defense. On the flip side, I think that this comes down to what the Bengals do offensively. Do they allow T.J. Watt to beat them? Do they – make sure that Cam Hayward doesn't have a sack on the first play from scrimmage, which, you know, the interior of this line has played much better. Uh, so we'll see. And, and that's that's a storyline, not just in a matchup, not just for this week, but moving forward. Can this offensive line get the ground game going and make sure that Burrow's upright? Well, that that was my, where I was going with my, my next part of this matchup talk was how better is this offensive line right now? Because you know, they, they got beat up and it, was, and it wasn't just T.J. Watt. Alex Highsmith had three sacks and yeah. – in two games where TJ Watt has played, he had three sacks in week one. He had two and a half sacks last or two sacks last week. They took a half off him after the fact. Um, but he's been able to get after guys. He's been a sack, he's been a, a sack man, the leading sack man for the Steelers in the place of, T, of TJ Watt. And you know, now they're also that you know, Miles Jack will be is gonna be coming off arrest. The fact that he wasn't on the injury report for the Steelers is a good sign because he didn't get to play uh in that last game, even though he dressed. Uh, you got Devin Bush, you got those guys. Um, I, I truly think with their secondary alignment, they're going to trust their secondary to do a lot more, and they're going to be telling their guys up front to pin their ears back. What's different about this offensive line? How have they come together, and what have you seen as far as their growth as a unit to, to show that they are a lot better than when they were in week one? Well, the communication is certainly much better. And, you know, when you have four new starters and, and they don't play in the preseason, and injuries had as much to do with that as anything, then – 
there's going to be some growing pains. And I think they've been better. I mean, Alex Kappa has been their best offensive lineman, the right guard. Ted Karras has been such a leader at center for them. And Cordell Volson, who was the big question mark going in to this first matchup between the Bengals and Steelers, has been solid as a rookie, a fourth rounder starting at left Mm -hmm. guard. So really that interior, you feel pretty good about. Now, is Cam Hayward a freak and is it going to be tough? Absolutely. But the question here, Chris, Will these tackles hold up? Lel Collins against TJ Watt, right? He he had some good reps against Watt, but Watt certainly won his fair share too week one. But you're right. The the matchup that you were not expecting, at least I was not expecting, to just be so one-sided was Alex Highsmith and what he was able to do against Jonah Williams. And that was kind of foreshadowing. Jonah Williams is one of the bigger disappointments on the Bengals through nine games. And the Bengals, they picked up his fifth-year option. He's the former 11th overall pick. He, he did play through a knee issue earlier in the year. So is he closer to 100% now? Can he perform at a much higher level against a guy in Highsmith who no doubt is a talented pass rusher? But if you're a first-round pick and your fifth-year option is picked up, which is a guaranteed contract next year, you're expected to slow that guy down. And he couldn't do it week one. It's a huge, huge matchup this week in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Alex Highsmith has gotten sharper each week. It's last week, you know, you can see he's combinating his moves now. He's been able to build off of them, spins to the inside, rips to the outside. He's finding ways to win, and he's 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 using each other. He's setting each move up with other moves that he's doing throughout a game. Uh, he's he's truly looking interested. I'm also interested. My last thing on on a matchups tip that I want to hear from you, James, is where is the Bengals defense in stopping the run? Because mm-hmm. the Steelers. They haven't been able to run the ball much this year. But last week, there was a serious commitment to 12 personnel packages. You saw them being willing to use Pat Frymuth and Zach Gentry as tight end duos to set to help set the tone for the run game and get things going. They had over 200 yards rushing for the first time, God knows when, uh, you know, with this, with this Steelers offense. And that was kind of what allowed for the offense to breathe a little bit last Sunday. Where's the Bengals' run defense right now? Well, it's getting a huge boost with DJ Reader coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they look vulnerable at times without him. And guys like J2 Fele uh, on the inside stepped up. Zach Carter, rookie from Florida, stepped up. BJ Hill was asked to do more. But you get a guy back like Reader, and I fully expect them now to be able to, to you never want to say shut down the run uh, right. against any AFC North team, but slow that down and keep Najee Harris in check, keep Jalen Warren in check. And that's, that kind of has to be the expectation because the last thing you want is to give Kenny Pickett, you know, uh, a crutch essentially in, right. in letting that run game get going. So that's probably outside of forcing turnovers, you know, number one on Luana Ramos must do list this week. And so getting reader back is huge. I'll ask you the same thing because the Bengals for the first time, really this season were able to consistently run the ball and they've had a couple good running games, but Joe Mixon's five touchdown performance, uh, you know, a week and a half ago, I think they're going to try to, and that's one way to neutralize TJ Watt. That's one way to take away Highsmith in that pass rush. How are the Steelers, how have they been against the run? And is there any concern uh, about this Bengals rushing attack? That's been bad for most of the year, but it's just trending upward. Well, I'll say there were there were some times this year where that run defense was was struggling. They, they weren't doing enough uh, and the Steelers were, weren't happy about it. But I think the biggest thing has been health. You know, there's been, there's been weeks where Larry Ogunjobi hasn't played. There's been weeks where their linebackers were banged up. There have been le- le- weeks where, you know, they, they were starting to put into Marvin Leal, and then he had to go on injured reserve, and he just, he just started practicing again. I don't expect him to play this week, but, um, you know, they've been getting guys. But 
They've also had some really good performances like last week when they just completely destroyed Alvin Kamara. They did not let him get going. And, and yeah. now the Steelers rank sixth in rushing defense this year, which you know, a lot of people when they ranked dead last last year for the first time yeah. since like 1944, I, I'd say they're seeing a boost there. And with TJ Watt back, I think this is going to come down a lot of this game. And I said this with the, with the last game too. A lot of this game is going to come down to can the Bengals offensive line do enough to neutralize the Steelers defensive front and get Joe Mixon mm-hmm. some one-on-ones against Devin Bush and Miles Jack in the hole? Because if the Steelers take away uh, uh, Joe Mixon, I think it makes it much easier to handle Joe Burrow. But if Joe Mixon is able to average five, six yards of carry, uh, run, runs per carry or yards per carry, if he's able to get 100, 120, 130 yards in this game, it's going to make things easier for Burrow. It's going to stop the Steelers' uh, pass defense from being as aggressive as it likes to be. And then that's where the problems start to leak out when the Steelers' defense isn't at its best. So I think this could be a big crux of this game and where how, how this shapes out is if the if the Bengals find a way to run the ball, I think that, they, that they, will, they will win the game. But if the Steelers find a way to stop the run, I like their chances just as much as I like them when they played in, in, in week one. So I think that is going to be a big part of this part of this game. Who's going to win? It's time to give our predictions, and we'll do that next right here on Locked on Bengals, Locked on Steelers, a week 11 crossover. But first, a word from Bet Online, because Bet Online is your number one source for all things sports betting info, stats, and analysis. If you're trying to wager on this huge AFC North matchup, you can do that. If you're looking for prop bets where it's the Joe Burrow over under yards. Maybe you want to go TJ Watt sex. You can do all of that. NBA. I'm a big NBA fan. You can do that. College football. Chris is covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. Well, you can wager on that as well. So it's all in one spot. I've used Bet Online and you should too. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And wrapping things up here on Crossover Thursday, it's Locked On Steelers, Locked On Bengals. We're breaking things down. It's time to go to predictions. And, and I, I I always I always like to do predictions in a way that allows us to talk about the course of the game, not just the end of the game. Because I always sure. think... I always like to ask people, what do they think is the turning point? Like, what's the what 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 is the biggest the big X factor to the game that that turns it into the 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 favor of the team that you think is going to win? And when is that going to happen? Because I think those are important to tell with predictions. Because we we can all just name scores. Anyone can slap some numbers on on a board. But what's the matchup that you think gets the team going? I'll let you go first, James. Um, you picked the Bengals to win last time. Do you pick them to win this game? And if so, what is that turning point of the game to get you the final score that you're thinking? 56-21? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll hold off on a score for just a second. Okay. Look, look to me, I think game script is so huge. And the reason week one went awry, obviously you can point to the, point to the turnovers, but the Bengals get down early and they feel the need to pass. They have to throw mm-hmm. drop back, drop back, drop back. Well, guess what you don't want to do against TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith when Alex Highsmith is torching Jonah Williams. Drop back, drop back, drop back. <laughs> so to me, especially on the road, the last thing you want to do 
is get off to a slow start where Kenny Pickett finds George Pickens for a 62-yard touchdown or Najee Harris gets going and they're able to drive downfield and punch it in or you have a turnover like you had in week one, uh, the first one that that just set everything up and, and really sent you downhill. So to me, game script is huge, especially on the road, especially against a young quarterback. And, and so can this Bengals team get off to a lead early? I could say it every week, and I've said it a lot because the Bengals this year – in games they've gotten off to a quick start, they it's just it goes rosy and it goes exactly how you're expecting it expecting it to. And, and usually they win. They start slow. Well, then that's, that's a lot of the games that they've lost. So it, it's not that simple, and you have to finish and all of those things. But to me, on the road, it's going to be a wild crowd. You know, there's uh, there's plenty of uh, hostility between these two teams still, and, and it is a rivalry. So uh, mm-hmm. I think getting off to a quick start is going to be huge. The matchups we talked about matters a ton. And, and ultimately, Joe Burrow is playing much, much better in recent weeks. He's not the Burrow we saw in week one. And I'm not going to dismiss it because he did not play well. That was the worst game of his career, it's fair to say. He's not going to have four picks. He's The fumble, that was on Jonah too, by the way. Mm. Am I banking on Jonah being better? I do think he'll be much better than he was in week one where he just got beat, 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 beat. And, and so to me, they'll be able to get the ground game going a bit. And going into the year, Chris, even though I'm, gonna, I'm about, about to pick the Bengals, I had the Bengals splitting with the Steelers. Mm. I thought it would be flipped. And the Steelers would lose week one. The Bengals would handle business at Paycor Stadium and, and then lose in Pittsburgh. Turns out I was wrong. I, and I, I think it's going to be flipped this way where the Bengals lost week one and they get it done this week against Kenny Pickett and company. You want me to give you a score or do you want to go ahead first? No, no, give, give me a score first. I think 26, 26, 17, 26, 20, something in okay. that range is, is, is how I'm feeling. Where it's close, you're talking about four field goals for Evan McPherson, only two touchdowns for the Bengals offense, multiple field goals for the Steelers and, and a couple touchdowns. Where It's close the whole game, but the Bengals, they find a way to win. You guys still got Cal out of Midas over there? Yeah, yeah. How's, how's he treating y'all? How's he treating y'all? He is one of the nicest dudes, man. He yes, came he on uh, my YouTube channel with with uh, Elise Jesse last week and talked with her for like 20 minutes about all sorts That's of Cal. stuff. That's and Cal. he is the, the nicest dude, always has a smile on his face, really soft-spoken. And uh, no, I... Uh, I'm happy he's a, he's part of the Bengals because he's you know I don't talk to him much, but he's certainly he's a long snapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a really you know, good dude. Yeah, he's super good. I mean, listen, we had a lot of fun talking to him whenever he he did he did the um at Pitt when he the reason that's why that's why I know him for those who didn't pick up why, why I was asking that question. But he was the Pitt long snapper for many years. At the end of every year, he would do his uh, he would cut all of his hair because he grows his hair out every year. Yep. And he cuts his hair and he sells. It's like part of a charity thing, and it's a he does a great job. He raises money for kids all the time, and he is very kind hearted. And uh, I just was just curious, just asking that because I, I I love Cal, and we always talk about like man, that was one of the nicest guys to come through the locker room. So very cool to hear that he's doing well uh, with the Bengals. But all right, my turn to get into the predictions now. I I, I say this, we're gonna Uh-oh. do this, we're gonna do this like the MCU. We're gonna do multiverses here because. There's one multiverse, there's one universe where the Steelers don't get back Minka Fitzpatrick. And in that universe, I truly think the Steelers, they put up a, they put up a really good fight. 
but they need X factors in this game. And that's what won them the last game. You know, mm-hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick jumping the pass and taking it back for a touchdown. Uh, Alex Highsmith breaking breaking things open. Uh, you know, the Steelers secondary feeding feeding off of each other. And when you saw when their X factor guys set the tone, Cam Hayward getting the sag, Minka Fitzpatrick getting an interception, the role players started to get into it. Cam Sutton had an attack. And Keller Witherspoon had an interception. And that guy's been getting torched ever since. Like, that is what needs to happen for the Steelers. But if there's if there's no Mika Fitzpatrick in this game, I can't see them. I can't see them winning this game. That's my that's my alternate universe. Where if it goes there, if he's not, because I'm not, I'm not saying he's definitely going to play. I th- I still personally think it's 50-50 because I know Mike Tomlin. I know how head coaches work. Pat Narduzzi, Pitt football's head coach, does the same thing. They will like they like to feed you gas. They like to light you up. It's like oh here's. <laughs> here's the oh he might be yeah he's he's looking good and then like on the official injury report they have to say what it is and make it make it in practice on Wednesday so I'm like hmm, until well they I want the Bengals him. to prepare for him exactly. make Burrow think about Minka even if he's not playing right and that, that's why I don't totally buy that maybe he's not he said very positive during that Tuesday press conference and I can't tell you how many times I've been fed something like that from a head coach and I've been like yeah believe you i don't believe you i gotta find someone else that tell me like a trainer or a source or something um so the, the the alternate universe where mickey doesn't play i say the bengals win because they're able to connect with some big plays you still got t higgins you still got tyler boyd you still have joe burrow and i don't think joe mixon breaks loose too much but he does just enough and they hit on a couple shot plays the bengals defense keeps kenny pickett in check keeps Najee harris in check and that allows the bengals to win 24 20 similar to a score that you what you were giving but but in the, in the multiverse uh, universe, where uh-oh, uh-oh. the variant variant uh Mika Fitzpatrick comes onto the field and he's hyped up and he's and he's angry. He's 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 ready to play. I'm telling you, like when I was I was interviewing Demonte KZ and Minka Fitzpatrick was like talking to like a trainer on the side, and I couldn't pick up every word they're saying, but it was looked like Minka was like, Yeah, I was fine, I'm good, like, like leave me alone, like I'm good. This guy is wanting to play. This just, but that's also who Minka is. The Steelers sure. may protect him and all because at the same at the same time, like Minka Fitzpatrick is more than just a short term. Say he's he's here for the long haul. They paid him the big deal to stay here for several years. He's twenty five. You want him to to last the long haul, so they don't want to risk anything crazy there. But it's appendicitis. If he's feeling good and they're going to play, I give the Steelers just as much of a chance as I give them in Week One. I say it comes down in a similar fashion. 23-20, Steelers finding a way to win late in, late in the game. I still think this is a game that where both teams are in it to the very end. Um, but I, I think that the thing is that the Steelers' run defense has gotten better. Devin Bush and Miles Jack are playing very well. And in this universe where Minka Fitzpatrick does play, I think that they key in on Joe Burrow a lot more because they know that Minka, Terrell Edmonds, uh, DeMonte KZ, they're playing well as the safeties. Cam Sutton's been a really good outside corner. Levi Wallace had a really good game last week. He's been playing solidly on the outside. He's, he's He has an interception on Josh Allen this year, and now he had an interception on Andy Dalton last week. Um, I think that, that that is the key, is they need all those things to line up. They also need the offense to put up some points, but I think that we've started to see some things trend positively for Najee Harris for Kenny Pickett, for George Pickens, who I think is, is getting better and better each week. They do just enough to eke things out. I think what happens is, is late in the third quarter, there's some key turnovers the Steelers start to get because their pass rush starts getting through. You know, Joe Mixon ran 27 times last week, last last time they played in week one. They kept him in check, held him to three yards of carry. I think it's a similar pace here when Joe Burrow gets a little desperate. That's where the Steelers defense makes plays, and it's just enough to put them over the top. I say 23-20 Steelers, if Mika Fitzpatrick does play, 24-20 Bengals if Minka Fitzpatrick does it. Seven-point swing because of Minka Fitzpatrick. Yes. 
Vegas is bet online is laughing at you right now. Just, <laughs> they can laugh. They, they was I, I, laughing at me when I picked the Steelers in week one, baby. And by, by the way, with the I, I thought of that at the end of the game. I'm like, <laughs> I, I got to watch my language. Dang it. Chris was right. <laughs> and he shouldn't have been right. And, 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 and listen, <laughs> I was said, so like, wrong. That was so I was so wrong. wrong. But, I, but what did I say in the week? Well, I said, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be dumb stuff. It's going to be crazy things. And what happened? Your long snapper got hurt. You missed field goals. And then what all of a sudden, exactly. <laughs> it's a like chaos is going to happen. And that's what that's. I by said, the those way, are the games that Mike Tomlin finds a way to win. By the way, I said this after the game, and I still feel this way. And this includes the Steelers and all 32 NFL teams. If your long snapper gets hurt, you should be able to just promote one if you have them on the practice squad. I, I feel the same thing. It, it, I don't want a long snapper dictate, like in general, yeah. in any game. Yeah. That, like the Bengals shouldn't win Sunday because the Steelers' long snapper gets hurt. Like that's just why. There's always the legendary play where uh, it was back in like the late 2000s when uh, I forget who they were playing. It might have been the Bengals, but the Steelers lost their long snapper. James Harrison went to long snap and he long snapped it through the field goal post. Like it was, he just, <laughs> he just like launched it and it was like, well, that's a safety. And this he's is going to go. He's too, have he's too have strong, you seen right? his workouts? He's too <laughs> right. strong, man. Yeah, he, that, guy, that guy still works out. It's ridiculous. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but that that being said, but that's that's why I picked it back then. I thought chaos is going to happen. I think this is a much more structured game. Again, if Minka Fitzpatrick plays, I, I think it's not just him. It's how this defense plays when it's allowed to be together. Like, for example, T.J. Watt wasn't a game record last week for the Saints, but him being on the field got all the rest of the guys up front to play well. I think Minka Fitzpatrick will have a similar effect on the rest of the Steelers' defense uh, if he's back this week. So we'll see how that plays out. James. Thanks so much for doing Crossover Thursday with me. It's been a pleasure uh, doing this show with you. Locked on Steelers, Locked on Bengals. Remember, y'all, you can check out both of these shows on the Locked on Podcast Network. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Odyssey. We're especially on YouTube. Wherever you, If you saw this on Locked on Bengals or Locked on Steelers, like, the, like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to our YouTube channels. We got your team every day, Monday through Friday, breaking things down, bonus content whenever we can deliver it to you. It's all coming out here right on both channels. From Chris Carter and James, uh, James Rapine, thanks so much for checking out our episode. Check out both of our channels for our Friday episodes, getting you ready for the last step going into this game, and then our post-game analysis that will be coming right at you Sunday night. Thanks again for checking us out. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.